0: Hello, fight fans. Welcome to a very special edition of the Fitz Nation podcast. I'm sitting at home here in Las Vegas on Friday night. It's International Fight Week. I spent the entire day at UFCX, the fan expo at the Las Vegas Convention Center. What an event it was! The best news is that I get to go back tomorrow, but got to meet so many fans. They have so many cool things there from all of the UFC sponsors, UFC meet and greets with all these athletes. There's a radio row for a bunch of media stuff. There's social media obviously has a lot of stuff. I was hosting Q&As on the main stage, one with Yuri Prohaska, one with Dan Severn, Mark Coleman, and Chuck Liddell. How cool is that? But as part of my day today, I sat down with the trailblazer Kevin Holland at the UFC social media booth. And We did a live interview on YouTube and on Facebook, and if you want to check it out on video, then you can head to the UFC's video uh, booth, and I'll also share it on my YouTube channel, and you can watch our chat, but they let me have the audio to share with my podcast audience here, so I thought, why not fire off this quick little chat with my good friend Kevin Holland. He is, of course, off a big win at UFC Austin last month when he submitted Tim Means in the co-main event. Before we get to the interview, I am excited to announce that Manscaped is now a supporter of the Fitz Nation podcast. So I'm not going to do a big long ad read. I have to get my ducks in a row. But if you do want to head to manscaped.com and use the promo code FITS20, That will get you 20% off your entire order and free shipping. I will link manscaped.com in the description of the show notes here, and you can go and get yourself a little trim, a little shaver, maybe some deodorant, They got all sorts of stuff for you below the belt, and they sent me a great package, and I got to tell you, I love it. So manscaped.com, use the promo code FITS20, there's a link in the description, and I got to tell you folks, I'm starting to get support for this podcast, and I'm going to dump this money right back into this show, so that maybe one day I can get a big, nice studio, have in-person guests, and continue to give back to the fans who have supported this show from the beginning and the new ones that join along the way. All right, let's get to this fun little chat I had live at UFCX with Kevin Trailblazer Holland. Enjoy. Fitz Nation, let's go. I always had to be mega in the zone, ready to go out there on my shield. Be in the question and don't look for the
1: answer because the answer is the end. Think about who I'm fighting for, fight for something greater. At the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. It's time for the Fist Nation podcast with your host Brendan Fitzgerald. Okay, we are
0: live. Yeah, there we go,
1: baby. Let's go.
0: I saw Bruce this morning. Yeah, and I asked him what time it was, uh-huh. and he's like, "It's time, baby. It's always time." I said, "No, Bruce, what time is it?" And then he he didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, he always just says it's time. Hey, Kevin Holland is at UFCX. Can we hear it for Kevin Holland? This guy is trailed by a lot of fans out here. For anybody watching on YouTube and on Facebook, I'm Brendan Fitzgerald. I'm happy to be with the Trailblazer. My good buddy now. You were on my podcast last year. We had a great yeah, chat. Yeah, I like it. Kevin, you're all blinged out. Can you explain the look? I know it's all calculated. Like, when you show up to something like this, you put thought into the outfit, the whole thing. Didn't spend much no? time.
1: No? Nah, nah, nah. You're just that swag. Honestly, I wanted to go as basic as possible Yep. to to the event. And then I just threw, like, a couple things in the bag, and I threw, like, a couple outfits just in case. Right. And then I, I grabbed this outfit, because I was actually late getting here. So I grabbed this outfit, like... I was thinking like, man, what outfit i going to grab? It. And I was like, uh, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was actually going to wear blue jeans, either a black or white tee, with my keys dangling. But my son wore that the other day. I mean, not my son. But Big Mouth Junior wore that the other day <laughs> on a press conference. <laughs> Strickland. So now I was go. like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to rock. Black and yellow jays with the Big Mouth Jane and the right. Pulp Fiction shirt with the little short shorts on so all my girls can see my tattoo on my leg. You know what I mean? Got you. It works. Black
0: and yellow, the black and yellow is
1: It works. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to at UFC X so far? You know what? Just enjoying all these fucking beautiful people out here. Excuse my language. Yeah. But Enjoying all these beautiful people out here and just ah, I'm having a good time, man. I see people with my shirt on. People over here doing their things. So yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: I ain't gonna lie. Let's discuss. Recently, this is a, a great time for you to come out to Vegas and enjoy, based on the fact that a couple of weeks ago you get a big win. Yes, you're now two and zero at welterweight. What is the aftermath of a fight like in this time? The the afterglow, big win, big
1: spotlight. Uh, it's, what, what's it been like? It's nice, man. Uh, just the love and the interaction from the people. You know what I mean? When you're on top, the way they just just feed and man, fall into you. It's, it's, it's surreal. It's crazy, man. It's just something that you you really don't get to experience that often so I'm blessed and really happy that I get to experience this uh, so it's always nice after a win but I mean a part of me kind of likes how it is after a loss it's real quiet you know what I mean but after a win it gets very loud so you know I better start enjoying this a lot more often because yeah. I don't plan on taking too many more L's in this yeah. career. yeah but like you get hit up by a lot of people after a win oh yeah I mean, people ask like the craziest thing like somebody be like yo buy me a chain I'm like, like why would I do that people just ask you to buy him yeah, like, stuff yeah like, oh, why would I do that? Like, why right. would I buy you anything? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already butthurt that you made money off my fight and didn't even offer me a steak dinner. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Or a PB&J. You know, I like cookies. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's it's all fun and games, though. You know, everybody's just trying to have a good time. A lot was made of your
0: move to welterweight and kind of before you moved to welterweight, the fact that you even spoke, you're like, I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. What, what was the ultimate thought process that gets you down a
1: weight class? You know, uh, down a weight class. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I, I've been saying for a while I was going to do it. And honestly, you know what did it for me was we knew Paula Costa was the biggest 185-er that was on the roster. We knew that, right? We he, like we all knew that. We all know that. Uh, so when him and Marvin Vitori fought at 205, I was like, there's fucking weight classes for a reason. Like, these dudes can go up and fight at 205. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really, I could go down and fight at 170. Easily. You know? And so I make the weight class very easy. So... Uh, it was like, you know, I just want to try it. I tried it. I didn't think they were going to make me stay. You know what I mean? Like, I literally almost thought about missing weight on purpose last camp. Because I was like, I, I, I mean, how do you even know I want to go on a diet every camp? So, uh, and then I had to tell myself last second, like, nah, how about you just suck it up and realize, like, just win here, get your name in a really good point, and then when your name gets to that really good point, you know what I'm saying? Then you could go ahead and you can just start asking for what you want. So yeah. I'm almost there. Dana made a nice little comment after the fight, so maybe one more good dub at 170, and I can uh, go back before Bronson takes off and get that rematch and get a Victoria rematch and just rematch everybody. So We're you all want you
0: want to go back up to 185?
1: Yeah, I want to go back up to 85. I didn't expect Dockers to lose this fight. Dockers lost his fight. I thought I was going to go back up. My first fight back would be Dockers, uh, Allen. And then hopefully catch Brunson before he left and the Pretori and then
0: you want to you want right to write those wrong.
1: I want to write every single wrong in the UFC because at the end of the day, none of those guys sell like I sell. So uh, for them to have dubs over me is not good for the company. So the way I look at it is, let me kill him, and then you guys can hide the body. It sounds good to me.
0: Can you explain your theory on that, or not your theory, but your philosophy? Because when we talked, you were like, i if I'm still breathing, you didn't beat me yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. A-
0: anybody like, who's beat you within the octagon, you still don't count that as a loss because no, you I always I plan on, on coming out?
1: I count it as loss. Like when I see random people and they're like, yo, what's your record? I'm like, seven losses. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? Yeah, so I always tell them my losses. You know, like I don't really like, go away from that. You know what I mean? Like I almost say eight losses because of the Dockers fight. But you know, I always say, my losses like I don't really have a problem with being like yeah you know what I mean like oh I won this many fights who cares what you won it's all about your losses how many mistakes have you made you know that's what's important so no I give them credit uh, but only two people that can ever really say something is Lovato and Brandon Allen they're the only people who put a choke on me you know what I mean yeah. uh, and, and I mean Doc has put the choke on me too after a foul but right. it is what it is you know at the end of the day things happen so yeah for me it's like those guys who get the finish bon appetit you you know what I mean you did what you were supposed to do. You put a man away. That's what I like. You got to put the person away.
0: You said something I love there because something that I have come back to and realized over the last couple of years is you put your wins on the resume, but your losses are who you actually are. Yeah. And you seem to acknowledge that. Yeah. When did when did that come about for you? Where you're like the losses are the valuable things, even though you don't want them. That's what really makes you who you are.
1: Probably like a, probably like a, probably like a year and a half ago. You know, I was like I was like I really was like you know what. Just gotta own these. You know what I mean? I think back to back, the Brunson and the Vittoria, I was like, ah, just own it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I own it and I feel better after owning it. You know what I mean? I work harder, work smarter. You know, I'm, I'm a way better athlete now, Way better athlete now. A, because 170 makes me. B, just because, you know, I really do want to be. You know I mean? Right. I really want those things back.
0: If you are at 170, you've had success, you're 2 0, you're training like an athlete, why
1: do you want to go back up? Just to prove to myself that I could have did it better, you know what I mean. I could have hit the weights three times a week. I could have ate smarter meals instead of eating junk food all the whole time. You know, I still could have put in the road work. You know, maybe I didn't have to get heavier. Maybe I just had to stay active, put on a little strength, and just go in there and fight my fight. And I'm pretty sure I would have continued to win. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to prove to myself, not everybody else. I want to prove to myself how much of a killer I truly am. What's your sports background? You didn't play a lot of sports. Uh, no? I did basketball one year. Uh, My grandpa worked me like a dog after we lost the game. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Uh, I skateboarded a lot. All my buddies did sports. My buddy was a baseball. My other buddy did football. My other buddy did basketball and football. My other buddy, he did baseball and football. So all my buddies did things. And I go to all their practices and stuff like that. I outshine all the players. But me, me personally, I was the best PE guy you've ever seen in your life. That's what I mean. (laughs) You are
0: super athletic. Yeah Right I bet you had coaches At all your schools
1: Being like Come out for this sport Come out for this yeah. sport We need somebody like you Yeah I was bad though I was bad So like When I went to high school Like 8th grade Going into high school They were like Yeah let's sign like, Let's get this kid To go to our school yeah. So we can use him And so and so And then they started Looking at my grades And they were like Dude do you even Pay attention in school And I'm like no And then I started Seeing my activity at school And they were like "Bro, you cannot Stay out of trouble And I was like I know But truth be told The water polo team Was going to pick me up Even with bad grades it was crazy, really. I just didn't want to wear a speedo and shave my legs, yeah. That was always a sticking point for me, yeah. It's like,
0: oh, swim team and diving. I was just like, yeah, sounds fun, but not really, yeah, not for me, yeah. But like, what's curious about you to me is somebody that has succeeded in this sport, which demands the ups and downs and demands being mentally tough, yeah, and it's stuff that veered you away from traditional sports. You lost a basketball game. You had to do extra sprints. You're like, not for me.
1: Yeah. What was it about this? It's all me. It's like nobody can make me do anything in this game but me. You know what I mean? It's like, the fight is pure. It's true. You know what I mean? I, I can still, I can win a fight out of shape. Don't get me twisted. You're right. But in shape. Camp, we know that because you've done that in the UFC. Plenty of times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's like, but in shape camp is a serious problem. You know, the confidence is there. The abilities are there. The just There's no slowing me down. So, you know it. I don't know, man. Just somewhere down the line I got older and, you know, money started getting on the line, bro. We all like money, right? Right. So, you know, big checks when you win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What what do you think clicked with you the most in terms of the athlete lifestyle that you live more now that you were kind of putting off in a way?
1: You know what? We all, when we were younger, we all said we're going to do this or we're going to do that. We got older and I didn't want to be a liar. So... I just started clicking in and zoning in, you know, and uh, fighting was just super fun to me. You know, it's like, uh, I started doing kung fu, and I was like, oh, this is dope. I had my first fight, I was like, oh, this is sick, it was like, everything I was looking for. And yeah. now I just, I just can't get enough of fighting, you know what I mean? I can't get enough of being at the gym with my bros that I've been doing for the past 10, 11 years, you know what I mean? So overall, this is just the dream life for me. and so. I'm glad I didn't do it when I was a kid because I probably would have got burned out. Yeah. I'm glad I got in it when I got in it, and I'm glad it's going really good.
0: Um, I talked to Chris Curtis the other day, and he said some fighters love the act of fighting and other fighters hate the act of fighting. He would say most fighters hate the act of fighting, but they
1: love the competing, they love the winning. Yeah. Which one are you? Uh, I'm an active fighter. I, I love to fight. You know, yeah. uh, All these guys talk about competing and winning and stuff like that. I can compete with my buddies in a video game. I can compete with my buddies at home. I love to fight. you know. Uh, I can't really relate to all these other guys because they say they like to fight, but they don't really like to fight. I will fight to the death of me. You know what I mean? So, I may tap when I'm in a submission because I know I got that option. But if you told me this was to the death of me, I would do that too because I really love to fight. And I feel like I could go long and strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I love this thing.
0: Fantastic, man. Um, I'm curious. So you're got you going to fight at welterweight one more time instead then you're going to go back up? You seem like you want to rush back up instead of really like making your run.
1: Yeah, Like, what, so, does a,
0: what does a championship
1: mean to you? What does a championship mean to yeah, me? Yeah, like,
0: most fighters are, a lot of fighters will say,
1: I got to get the belt. I want to be a champion. That's all that I'm going for. The cha- To me, a champion is somebody who's going to do the right thing always and forever, right? Who's going to set an example no matter what, whether they got the belt or not. You know, got, people can look to that person. So, uh i'm growing up and i'm a decent person to look to these days so as long as i can continue to do that it doesn't really matter if i have the belt wrapped around my waist or not right i'm yeah. idealistically the person that you guys love the most so if i can continue to do that and continue to give nothing but positive energy out in this world, i am the champ whether i got the belt or not and those other champs it's just paper bums holding my shit. yeah yeah Giving,
0: giving back is something <laughs> that sounds important to you yeah in what ways do you do that
1: now I mean, whichever ways is possible Whether right. it's helping somebody out Or whether it's uh, doing this or doing that I mean, I just give back, you know Giving back is not something that you should ever speak on It's just something that you should do, you know what I mean People always are like, oh, I, I do this, I do that, I do that Well, you're doing that for clout then If you're telling everybody what you do yeah, Just fucking do it, man Just right. do it It's like work If you're going to go to work You don't tell everybody, oh, I went to work today Because you know you're supposed to yeah. If you do something nice for some people Just do it, because you know you're supposed to Right you know?
0: Yeah Um, drawing a blank right now. It doesn't happen often. I, th- I, was, I had another question for you. Oh, the crime fighting things. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, giving back to the community. Yeah. In the ultimate way, you're stopping crime. Well, like,
1: how do you explain that it keeps happening? Or is this something that you've seen in the past? Nah, I, I get freaked out by it too. Yeah. I sat back one day and I was like, uh, we had we had a tragic we had a tragic thing happen when we were driving somewhere one night, right? And uh, I looked, you know, once we got to and we finally realized like everything that happened and finally settled in. I was like i like, what the F is going on with my life right now? You know? And we still got two hours left on the road, and I'm just like, what is going on? And I'll never tell the story because there's no reason to tell the story because it was that bad, you know? But it was like, it freaked me out so bad. I was just like, and it was Friday the 13th, so it was just some complete Friday wow. the 13th crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is going on with my life? Like, between this, this, that, third, third, like, what's going on? And it's like, but you know what? I can't complain, right? Because everybody's. They always say you never put more on your shoulders than what you can't handle, right? Maybe I'm just the right person for the job every time. So Mm -hmm. I just continue to deal with it. You know, most people in that situation, they would have flipped a wig. Let's just put it this way. I pretty much just flushed 10 grand within a couple hours down the drain on a tremendous, terrific situation that was just so bad. Like, literally, like, normal person come to tears. Normal person wouldn't have kept driving. Normal person would have been just completely crippled after what Mm -hmm. happened. I got up and kept going. and was like, that was trippy. But you won't elaborate on it. Nah, there's it's, no reason to. There's this thing on the road. You just know it was that crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wild. Yeah, it's that wild. But everybody's always blown away by all these other stories they hear. So if I tell them this one, they'll really be blown away because it blows me away. Yeah. You just know like you guys are always like, oh, he pays for this. Why the f would I pay for somebody to flip their 18 wheeler? Why would I pay for somebody to shoot a bar? Why would I pay for somebody to steal somebody's car and then wreck it into somebody who owns a small business? You guys are just sick individuals who do anything for some attention online. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm just the guy that so happens to see something, and I don't just keep driving down the road like an idiot. Like, I hope they're okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy that it happened in Austin the night before the fight. Oh, the the dude still still in the perfume or
1: something. You know what? I really didn't have to chase that guy, right? I could have let that guy make it. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I looked at my uncle and I say, my uncle's a year younger than mm-hmm. me. You call him baby uncle. I say, you want to race? he's like yeah and this boy is fast so i just threw stuff at him to slow him down and i was like i'm gone i'm gone i'm gone i'm gone and i'm not even thinking about chasing the bad guy i'm more so just thinking about i'm about to beat this fool there's yeah. no guarantee where the end is right. he can't pace this up the way he normally likes to right i'm gonna sprint until i can't sprint no more and hopefully i catch the guy before he freaking passes me up because i got tired and right when i was about to get tired the dude stopped and i was like i won <laughs> you know what i mean so it was that simple and you saved the day once again I' just simply got a perfume bottle bag, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for fan questions that I posted on Twitter. Got not really any good ones. What is um, something that you're focused on improving right
1: now? Focused on improving martial arts wise? Anything? Anything? Cooking. Yeah,
0: I would just say let's go outside of martial arts. That's not kind, of, kind of the more of who they are. Yeah.
1: cooking, cooking. What do you like yeah. to cook? Uh, I like burning steaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause everybody likes some red, and I don't really like them like that. I, I cook a couple red because it's my son and my uh, and my ex used to like them, so I keep a couple like that just in case they want some. Yeah. Uh, but I like to cook them it. through. Yeah. yeah. I like to cook mine
0: through. You know, my uh, my father-in-law, passed away earlier this year, but he would always say, if you can't hear it when you don't, when you bite into it, it's not done. Yeah. He, he jived with you, man. Yeah. I like that. Dude. Yeah. I like. That. What else do you cook? Like, I mean, are you just burning uh, steaks on a grill, or are you like? kind of getting into the finer things
1: no i'm in the house with it most of the time i really don't go outside on the grill uh but no i like the steaks i like i make pretty decent chicken uh of course ground beef is always easy uh but i'm trying to get better at sides so making the veggies and stuff like that when it comes to my diet and then making them taste good so that way my son's like dad you did that yeah so overall just the cooking really is the big thing because he always like dad you do good at this dad you do good at that but he's like dad you can't cook and so uh, I got tired of him saying I couldn't quit. How old's your son? He's nine. I'm 29 with a nine-year-old. Nine.
0: 29 with a nine-year-old. Yeah, it's perfect. What has being a father and a fighter done for you?
1: Uh, honestly, last year when I was having my worst year in martial arts, I had my best year, I feel like, as a parent because I got custody of my child. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. Now that I got a handle on that, nice easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. What do you like doing? What do I like doing? I like playing my video game while he's downstairs playing his video game. We don't, yeah. we don't go and do anything crazy. No. It, yeah, I'm like, Just the day to day Just the day to day I'm just an at home father and If I'm taking him to school I'm cool with that If I'm picking him up I'm cool with that Whatever the case may be It's no big deal I just like having my kid around and How do you balance Kind of Fighting takes a lot Yeah but fighting Also pays me really good And his auntie She uh, she was like I had put a thing online Said I was looking for a nanny And she was like I'll do it And I was like cool So he has his auntie Around him all the time She's an at home nanny for him yeah. So if I'm at an event like this Right now he's at his mom's house Right down the street So that's pretty cool uh, but yeah, when I'm doing stuff like this, there's always somebody there. My auntie stays around the corner. Life's good. Nice it's man. it's it's not hard. UFC makes it very possible with all these bonuses for me to be. You know, a know good what's crazy?
0: Like, let's tell the story that you told me uh, last year from the podcast. You go on Dana White's Contender Series, yeah, and you didn't want the contract.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> I thought you know I thought you couldn't smoke weed in the UFC. Turns right. out you can smoke weed. It's in a the lot UFC. more
0: friendlier now even yeah. than it was back then. Um, I don't know. If, are we getting shut down? And from
1: no, that, the, no, no. I think I, think, I think when I said you can smoke weed in the UFC, I think we got some good uh, yeah. smiles. <laughs> but uh, how would, how do you explain who you become? Was, uh,
0: four years ago now, yeah. that was 2018, and you thought you'd just be a regional fighter, I think. Yeah. You thought you were just like, I'm going to be a regional fighter. Yeah. I love to do it, and I'm just going through life. Yeah. My, how far you've come. Four years, you've been in the rankings at middleweight, you're... 2-0 at welterweight, you've become this awesome personality. Dana likes you a lot, the fans love you. How do you like kind of describe this rise that you've had over the last four years?
1: The rise has been amazing. Uh, it's been amazing. I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it, but besides some ways that might turn a couple of my fans off and I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna start going holier than thou on you guys and <laughs> you guys don't want me to do that. So like, bottom line is, I'm gonna say it one time for you guys so you guys can remember this, blessed and highly favored, and I can't complain about it, you know. Yeah. If your boss likes you, you're living a good life. And if the people of the job like you, you're living a great life. So I I worked at Walmart one time, and they always said, the people are always right, the customers are always right. You know what I mean? All the fans are the customers. So... As long as they're happy with me, I think I'm doing something right. The boss is happy with me, I think I'm doing something right. And I just continue to look to have the same energy and be the same person going forward, so I continue to get the love.
0: What's the next step for you? Because you recently linked up with Bob, right? Yeah. The last couple of fights, Bob Perez, who is Derek Lewis's head coach for anybody listening and, and watching, the guy with the little mustache. Yeah. I love Bob, man. I love Bob's seeing him amazing. on the road. And I saw him in Austin, and he was talking about how coachable you were. And uh, obviously, you've kind of added layers to your game, and you continue to kind of look for the next step. So now, um, after you're back with a lot of momentum on your side what would you say is next in terms of what you're looking to introduce to keep keep your rising going
1: no 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 no. I don't think I really need to introduce anything new uh I think I have really 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 good coaches right now I I've been able to link up with if I want to go work with DC and work on wrestling with Daniel Corman I can uh and I think I will go do that to continue to improve that game mindset Mike works with me on my wrestling he's a oh, great mindset coach. Mike yes he's a great coach to have for my wrestling um I got Bob. Bob's like the MMA and the striking guy. I got Travis from my jiu jitsu. He still breaks things down wonderfully. Uh, even when I'm out here, I'm able to go to 10th Planet out here and get some work in with those guys. Uh, Eric Nixon, I'm able to talk to him and get some good coaching and some good leading into the fight, game planning and stuff like that. Uh, my coach, Suge, my coach, Derwin, my boy, Justin. Everybody does a freaking fantastic job. It's all a matter of me sticking in and yeah. focusing and doing what I'm supposed to do and putting in that work. So I don't think I need to do anything too extra but besides to continue to let the people that are in my life that I've brought in yeah. continue to mold me and grow me and let me become the person that I need to be. Can you speak to the fact that this is such an individual
0: sport and the spotlight is so intensely on you in these big moments, but you have to feel a certain level of, not that you owe it to anybody else, but because of all those people that you just mentioned, how do you think of it when you go in there to kind of do right by them, right? It keeps yeah. you on the straight and narrow. It keeps you working hard, yeah. so that everybody's effort that believes in you and where you can get to, you pay them back with
1: your effort. Yeah, I just, just like I said, man, just continue to work, continue to do what they ask me to do. You know, if they ask for something, you know, it's like I may not do it right away, but I do get it done. Yeah, you know, uh, just listening to my coaches and uh, a couple of my coaches are real personal or real, real close to me. They're like, they're like a different level of family and then you know all my coaches are like family and then other coaches are just like I keep it so it's not personal I don't know nothing about them but that they're a good person and a a great person so I'm able to stay real business oriented so just continue to listen to these people and do the right things and I think I'll be okay Yeah, you know what I mean the moment you can't listen is the moment you're probably
0: I mean the fact you know Bob was just raving about how coachable you were. yes in the room yes sir no sir you're not you're not the big star that expects the room and and the the training to kind of cater to you yeah. if you're going to fit into the program. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's the goal to fit into the program. Well, Bob does a good job of letting me get my personals in when I come well, see sure, him every time. Sure, individual uh, training, but at the yeah. same
0: time, like, you're not going to no. try to overstep and think that you're the most important guy there.
1: Uh-uh. Nope, no. not at all. I mean... It doesn't get you to the top. To it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't get you to the top, and it doesn't get anybody near you to the top, you know, so... It's like, why would I why would I be that guy? Why would yeah. I do that? You know, it's like everybody around me has something to offer. Fucking Gino at Bob's can, you know, still just doghouse me on the grappling, you know, when it comes to just wrestling. So it's like everybody has something to offer. Take it. Right. The moment you stop taking it is the moment that you're you not going to grow no more. And, you know, and you stop having more to offer because you're not growing. So, yeah, just got to continue to grow. Grow, 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 grow. Work, 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 work.
0: Man, I love that. And I love the story that you're writing, Kevin yeah. Holland. My Thank man. You so... 2018 first contender series a lot of people myself included we didn't know what to think of yeah. you yeah know, what is this guy doing what is what is the goal here for all this talking and talking to Dana and all this other stuff and you stepped up in your UFC debut and you won a lot of fans and you just continue to pile on and uh, you know the, the people here are happy to meet you for yeah. good reason And anybody that's unsure if Kevin Hollander or doesn't know what he's all about I'm here to tell you this guy is one of my favorites because of Thank number you. one how you entertain people you're just cool and then you're as cool as most of us would like to be, but you have just such a great mindset of, of, you uh, you know, what martial arts and MMA is all about at the the highest level. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, brother. Hey, let's hear it for Kevin Holland, everybody. Sticking around. Got a lot of fans here in the house. Thanks for joining us. Keep it locked here on uh, YouTube and Facebook and everything UFC social media at UFCX. What an event this is. If you can hop on a plane tonight and get out to Las Vegas, Then uh, do that and come to UFC X tomorrow because it is that good. You won't be disappointed. Kevin, thanks, brother. All right, you guys.